What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 40 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. I'm joined today by my co-host, Zach Rolf, and a special guest out of Bayport, Blue Point, out of Section 11, Max Gallagher. How are things going today, Zach? Max? Uh, things are going good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So uh, Willie Saylor just came out with uh, the big board out of the class of 2023, and you're you're in the top 100, which is huge. I mean, it's huge just to be on the big board in general, but you're you're coming in at 77, um, and then you're ranked 16th at 120 as well. So it's pretty big. So how are things going right now? I'm not sure we've seen you since the Journeyman New York State Championships, where your injury defaulted out. Um, have you been on the mats competing since then? Uh, I've just been training. I, I uh, tore a ligament in my elbow, so I was out for seven weeks. And I got back to drilling for a few weeks, and now I've been going live. It's been feeling good, so I've just been training get my strength up and getting ready for Fargo. Where where are you training right now? I go to the barn in uh, Long Island and I also go out to Yonkers and I train with Khalid Desan. Nice. Yeah, I knew that you went to Yonkers to train with him. Uh where's Barn? The Barn Brothers I take it, right? Yeah, it's uh in Manorville, which is in the Eastport South Manor where Adam Busiallo and Zach Redding from. Yep. Okay. That's cool. Um so being in the top one hundred on Mad Scouts, the class of twenty twenty three big board. What did June 15th mean to you and what did it bring? I'm assuming um, it, was, it was really exciting. You know, I've always just been like waiting for the day. And then when I finally got there, I felt like it was so quick. And then I was getting a bunch of like calls and texts that day. And it was really just like shocking because I wasn't expecting to be that many coaches. And it was really exciting. Obviously, June 1st is when the dead period ended. So they're obviously attacking the, the juniors right now. And then June 15th hits and then they can obviously go for the class 2023. And I knew with you and a few of other, the New York studs that are on the big board, I'm, uh, I was pretty excited for what that day brought for all of you guys. So hopefully it brings a little bit more in the next coming months. Looking at Bayport Blue Point, I had to, uh, I had to Google it, right? Cause I didn't, I don't know much of Suffolk County or Nassau County for that matter. Um, so I looked up that on the map, Bayport, and the neighboring town is Sayville, which is from high school to high school, people that, uh, listening that might not know, is 2.8 miles away. And then on the other side, Patchogue, Medford is 8.5 miles away. So what does that bring for training opportunities? Some small schools like to stay within house during the off season, but uh, you know, being located to that many big wrestling schools has to be great. Uh, yeah, it really is great. There are a bunch of clubs on Long Island, pretty much anywhere you go, they're great partners. You know, I mostly just go to the barn, but if Sundays, you know, it's closed for whatever reason or none of the kids there are going, I could always find a different club and they're always going to be like the top kids in Long Island there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about Zach. I mean, I know the, the, the town isn't, I mean, Corning's big, but I think looking at like school district sizes, um, Corning and, and, and Governor, the town that I'm from, um, are both you know, in the top 30 for the biggest school districts, the nearest town with a school um, near me is either 20 miles up the road, 20 miles uh, west or 20 miles south. Right. So you got like a ton of options near you. And obviously wrestling on Long Island is pretty big, pretty awesome that you have that, you know, in your backyard. With that being said, what is life like on the island in Suffolk County at that? What do you do for fun? Uh, it's great. Uh, like it's, I mean, the winters are kind of cold, but I mean, I just focus on wrestling. But during the summer, I live like a mile away from the beach and we have a boat. So I drive over to Fire Island, go to the beach or we go wakeboarding. They're pretty much in the summer, just wrestle and go mm -hmm. on the boat. 
Yeah. So what does Suffolk County wrestling mean to you? Obviously people know strong Island, right? Um, everybody knows it's like the powerhouse in New York state, even the Northeast for that matter. But what does Suffolk County wrestling mean to you? Um, I mean, it's an honor to like wrestle for them and there's great history and want to go to States and get to wear that singlet. So it's an awesome feeling just to represent them and be one of the best guys from Suffolk County and Long Island. It's a great feeling. So, so with the history and tradition that Suffolk County has, um, this doesn't have to be a Suffolk County wrestler, but uh, who did you look up to as a youth wrestler? Uh, I mean, pretty much because I was going to the barn and the high school kids at that time when I was young, it was Adam Busiello, his brother, Matteo DiVincenzo, and Zach Redding. So I always looked up to them, Nick Piccinini. Then as I started getting older, I got close with Zach Redding a lot, and I've been training with him. So he's always been a role model to me. Well, with that being said, you talked about Matteo DiVincenzo. Um, so since the split in 2004, uh, D1-D2, Section 11 had had a state champ um, in the first 10 years that they, they split. But in 2014, Matteo DiVincenzo wins a state title on the D2 side. And then in 2016, I believe he won another state title. But, you know, since then, we've, the, the surgence of Section 11 and Division 2 um, has been pretty great. You know, there's been 10 individual New York State titles won. And, you know, what what comes behind that surgence of the Division 2, the small school um, teams out of Section 11? Um, well, it, it's great that we get some recognition, too, because it's whenever people think of, like, Section 11, they always think of D1 because we're great there. But yeah. we also have great guys for D2, like Mateo and Jordan Titus and me. So it's great to have some recognition there and like not be looked down. Several years ago, um, the, the Section 11, obviously, the Division Two side was down, right? And until mm -hmm. Matteo and Vincenzo kind of put you guys on the map on the D2 side, um, they, they've been obviously slowly gaining re the respect that they deserve. And now you guys are, you know, winning state titles as a section for, you know, individual state titles. Obviously, down in Albany, you guys have a huge contingent of people you know, whether a Section 11 guy wins always on the, the large school side, the, the fans go crazy. But it's it's kind of cool to see that that's starting to carry over on the Division Two side as well. So let's talk about your career. So you start off your career at 99 pounds, finishing your seventh grade season, third in Suffolk County. Now, the Suffolk County champ that year didn't go on. He went on to, to wrestle at States, but he did not place. Then moving on to your eighth grade year, you bonused your way through the counties and finished third in the state. What was the biggest change from jumping levels between your seventh and eighth grade season? I honestly think the biggest change was just confidence. Because I, I, I mean, I always improved like skill wise and technique, but I think it was just confidence. Cause you know, it was my first year wrestling high school. I felt like I was wrestling adults, but then like at the end of the season, I realized like I finished third in the County had a winning record because like I could do this. And then after that, I just started beating up on everyone because I knew I could. Wow. Did you think did you think there was a chance that you might get a a wild card your seventh grade year? No, because D two Suffolk County, we barely get any each year. And I know it was my first year and I didn't do much. I didn't go to Eastern States or anything like that. And I got third in the uh um I'm not even sure if the second place kid got a wild card. So my wow. goal that year was to win counties, but I didn't and I was okay with that. I did wasn't expecting to get a wild card. Yeah, I know the uh, Division Two with 99 pounds is pretty loaded at that weight um, anyways for the state level. So, But moving on to your eighth grade year, you go to Eastern States during your eighth grade season where you saw Jackson Polo and Jay Schaefer. Though you ended up losing in the round of 12, what did you take away from that tournament going into the state tournament? I mean, you, you beat Polo at the tournament, 
but lost to Schaefer seven to three. And going into Albany, Schaefer was the number one seed. Um, you know, I think I I struggled with confidence there too because it was like my first year there. I felt like it was a big tournament, and I, I did good against Polo. I'm pretty sure I pinned him that year. I was happy about that. And then when I wrestled Schaefer, I guess I was a little nervous. And then you know I kind of got beat up that match, in my opinion. So then after that, I thought about what I had to change and improve. And then I wrestled him at states, and I guess then I wasn't expecting one either. But that match was two nothing, and I realized again like I'm close you know i'm not like far behind any of these guys yeah no doubt um so going out of states you entered as the fifth seed which put you up top with schaefer um and that seven to one decision and then a tech fall in the quarters put you in the semis with him um so first off what did it mean to throw on that suffolk county singlet at the new york state tournament and secondly did you have a different game plan with schaefer after you know wrestling him a little over a month before um, I mean, wearing that singlet is just a great honor. It was a great feeling because of all the people that have worn it before and what it like represents. So it was just an amazing feeling to get to wear that, especially at such a young age. It was an amazing feeling. And uh, we didn't really come up with a great game, game plan. I mean, I never really do for guys because I never want to change my style of wrestling. So I just, we just decided for me to wrestle like me and to go after him. That's what I did. And didn't turn out fully the way I wanted, but I definitely did better. So it was just to be more offensive, nothing specific. So you went on to win both of your matches on the backside with the win over Polo and then Woodard of Section 5. What did you take most out of the, your first trip to Albany placing third? Uh, I mean, I wanted to be a five-time state champ, and I didn't win that year or even last year. So I wasn't happy about it. But, I mean, I finished third, especially in eighth grade, and everyone was congratulating me. I didn't really feel too proud of myself, but it was everyone was still telling me it was like a really great accomplishment. So I gained a little confidence from there. And then when I came back the next year, I kind of felt like I belonged there more. Yeah. So your freshman year is where I noticed some of the the revenge that you had, right? You you had a few losses in earlier in your career, your seventh and eighth grade season, and you started to, you know, revenge those losses and then separate yourself from the field. So some of the few losses of coming in your career were from Killian Foy and Elijah Rivera. So earlier in your freshman season, you majored Foy at a tournament. So now for the Eastern States. I was hyped for the field at 113. Um, you know, with there being a weight allowance for the tournament, uh, I had a kid uh, entered at 113. Um, so I was expecting to see you there and, and a few other people. I, I mean, obviously 113 was pretty loaded and 106 was as well. But, you know, what went to the decision to go 106 for that tournament during your freshman year? I mean, our original decision was to go uh, 113 in the beginning of the season and then drop down to 108. So I like made certifications. That was a really big cut. And I certified for 106. And like at the end of that, my coach was like, do you really want to do this? Like, Because I've never been a huge believer in cutting weight because I feel like it takes away the focus of wrestling, which is way more important. So after that, I was like, I, I just want to make the weight to have the option. And then uh, after that, I said, I just wanted to wrestle. I felt way better at 113. But then uh, at Eastern States, we were talking about like, if I went 113, it would be 115 plus two, which is 117. And now I'd kind of be bumping up for that really. Yeah, and uh, I'd be undecided. So we decided, you know, I certified for the weight. It's only one ten, so I thought I could go down for that tournament. It was pretty big, and it was a good decision, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think you beat Elijah Rivera there, right? Um, and yeah. then you placed higher than Jay Schaefer did, and you know he was returning New York State champ. Um, so yeah, no, I, you got to try those, you know, out once in a while. I know my kid that was he weighed like one ten, and he thought about going down to wrestle 
or maybe he weighed like 111, but he thought about going down. But again, like you're saying, there's 120 pounders cutting down to 113 because the weight allowance was so high, which is, you know, it's completely normal, but you're obviously not going to be able to do that all year long. Um, so you enter Albany 37 and one as the two seed with a favorable path to the finals. What was different about stepping into the Times Union Center your second time there? I mean, uh, I definitely have way more confidence you now from the first year. Just It was my first year at States and I got, I took third as an eighth grader. So I was great. And then when I went in there, everyone knew who I was. I don't really care about that. But, you know, the kids who I was, were wrestling, I could tell they were a little afraid. So I just had way more confidence. I was able to beat everyone up. And at that point, I knew I was better than everyone. So you cruised to the semis where you faced Jackson Polo, someone you wrestled numerous times in your career already. You know, sometimes people have difficult matches wrestling somebody so many times. And sometimes they just have their number and, you know, you can, they control them. How did you attack that match on that Saturday morning in the semis? I just wrestled the way I always wrestled. You know, I didn't change my mind or, like, try to wrestle differently. I know he was going to just try to be aggressive. But I wrestled a bunch of times. I knew how he wrestled. And I just wrestled like myself. And he was just, like, trying to wear me out in the beginning. But I had great conditioning. So by then, in the first period, he was exhausted already. I just went to work. So, you know, going into the, uh, you, you beat Polo in the semis. So going into the finals, you know, I was invested into this weight, you know, all year long. Um, I had a guy that was in the state tournament as well um, at this weight. You know, I was looking forward to the finals at 113, right? The big stage, you were wrestling a returning two-time New York State champ and Dante Geislinger. Um, how did you approach that match? Uh, I mean, I approach it the same way I approach every match. I never think of a match differently. They say, I'm going to wrestle them like they're the best kid in the country. And I go all out, do everything I can. And But it was a little weird because before that match, I, was, I couldn't find anyone to work out with. Because I, I scheduled to wrestle a uh, warm-up with Jerry Echeverria. That kid showed up late. And I tried to find Elijah Rivera, and he said it was hurt. So there was like a whole mix-up with that. But I kept my composure. I did the best I could. And then when I wrestled, it just didn't work out the way I wanted. But I still think I wrestled good. Yeah, you did. I mean, it was a three to two and the deciding offensive points, you know, came in the early in the first period. Uh, he got the takedown and, you know, you got two escapes and he had an escape after that um, in, in the period, second period, I think. Um, but I guess what did you take most out of, you know, taking second in the state? You know, you went that was at 113. The, the next time we saw you um, was, you know, during COVID at 120. Um, you know, it was, again, a good feeling to make it to the finals at as a ninth grader and have a really close match and for everyone to see me, but I still, I was really upset about that match because I knew I could have beaten him and I knew I was truly better and I just didn't win. And it was a horrible feeling, but it just motivated, motivated me to work harder. And then I was getting ready for this season. It got canceled. I didn't get upset. I just thought like, what can you do? And I just started focusing on whatever tournaments I could go to. Yeah, so like you said, it fueled the fire, right? Um, COVID strikes after the state tournament. Uh, you know, in March time, April time, people are going to the national tournaments, whether it's, you know, Flow Nationals, NHSCA Nationals, um, just some of the bigger tournaments around the country. Um, normally in the next few months, that's where people are going. What did your next few months consist of, you know, after, let's say, February? Uh, I will, after, right after states, I was training for the Niway states, which was two weeks later. And then, like, I guess the week of, maybe the week before that got canceled and everything just started shut down. I was a little upset about it. But then, like, the first, I'd say first couple of weeks, you know, I couldn't really find a partner to go wrestle. So I just, uh, me and my dad got a bunch of weightlifting stuff. We put it all in my garage. So I started working out that way and going on runs. And I started doing that throughout the whole quarantine. 
and even through the summer. But then like, uh, I'd say a month after quarantine started, I, like, I started working out with Zach Redding a few times a week and we'd go to that barn. That was great for me because he would train me. I, it was honestly great for me. So, you know, you had a, a plethora of matches. You entered the journeyman New York state championships after wrestling, I would say well over 30 or 40 matches during the COVID season. Um, whatever that really is called right from between July and April, uh, you wrestled in quite a few matches for, you know, not, you know, there was no wrestling in New York state at all, but, um, you know, you and the other guys out of New York state that wanted to wrestle and get better, you know, you, you found ways to do so. And that's traveling and, you know, getting matches in. So Zach and I can agree the the true state champions from the journeyman state champions are going to be crowned and, and thought of as New York state champions. We talked about your injury, you know, what happened in the, your quarterfinals match with Gillings? Um, well, that match, you know, I knew the kid. And I knew he was funky. And then it was just the first period. He got in a weird position. And I, like, tried to – he tried to get a standing miracle, and I, like, fell. And then he landed on my arm, and we both heard, like, a pop in my elbow. And I just rolled over, and I, I felt like I couldn't move because there was so much pain. But I knew it was a quarterfinal, so if I forfeited then, I'd lose, and then I wouldn't even place. So I knew I had to finish the match no matter how much pain there was. And it was like everyone watching, all the coaches from Long Island, everyone from Long Island. So it felt like I had a lot of support. I was able to finish the match. And then after that, I was a few pounds over for the weigh-ins. And I wasn't sure if I'd wrestle, but I still worked out and made weight. So I'd have the option to wrestle the next day. And I really knew I couldn't, but it felt good to have the option. And I knew I just had some medical forfeit. Yeah, your semis final match would have been against a, a guy from Long Beach. You know, it, you so your semis, then your, your finals match, you know, a battle of South, South Shore guys out of, uh, you know, Section 11, Section 8. Um, obviously, you know, I, I think you were probably favored in, to win that New York State title, but your uh, health comes first. Um, so I don't know if we talked about this at the beginning. I know we talked about it off off air, but how long did that injury put you out for? Um, put me out for about seven weeks. I tore my UCL, which I did on my other arm too. And that time I needed to get surgery. So we were worried that I was going to have to get surgery and I'd be out for a couple months. But then uh, I got an MRI and the doctor said it would only be six to eight weeks. So we were really happy about that. So I did everything he said. I rested. And at seven weeks, he was like, you're good to go. You want to wear a brace. That's good. He didn't like enforce it. He said I could start practicing and I took it lightly. I just started drilling the first couple of days. And it was feeling good, so I just eased into it, and now it's feeling really good. Awesome. Good to hear. Um, so what's next for Max Gallagher? Uh, next coming up is Fargo. So I've been training a lot for that. I'm going to go 126, and I've been uh, training a lot for it, and I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pumped. Um, so I'm going to get into a little more casual questions, a little future questions, and maybe some you know, maybe some coaches that are listening might want to hear. Um, first, first things first, what's your favorite TV show? Uh, my favorite show is probably The Office. Okay, that's a good answer. That's the first time I've heard that one, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, how about your favorite movie? I'd say Step Brothers. <laughs> so you're definitely more of a comedy guy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, what's your favorite activity outside of wrestling or working out or anything like that? Um, probably going on my boat and wakeboarding or going to the beach. I just it's really fun to get on the water and like get get away from everything. It's really relaxing and fun. You burn easy? Yeah, definitely. I'm <laughs> Irish, so I feel like I use a whole uh, can of uh, suntan lotion like in the day, the whole can. <laughs> I should have done that this weekend, dude. I'm burned up right now. <laughs> um, what is what's your favorite moment 
of your wrestling career as of right now? Um, it's hard to decide one like favorite moment because I have a lot. There's not like one big tournament I won. I'd say probably each time I beat like a top ranked guy in the country and it was just an upset. I felt like I wrestled the best I've ever wrestled. Like definitely uh, in the summer when I beat Spencer Moore from Kentucky, he was ranked fourth, I think. That match, I felt like I, I wrestled the best I've ever wrestled. And I like really like acknowledged like how good I really am. And I finally like realized how good I am. So that was probably my favorite moment. Okay. Um, what is your favorite post weigh-in food? Uh, lately, it's been a peanut butter honey sandwich. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. I've heard that a couple from a couple different people, but mm -hmm. no, that I I have to try that because I've never I've yeah, never actually had it's that. It's great. All right, so a little little college related kind of stuff. Sorry, I can't talk today. Um, what what is it you're looking to study once you get to the next level? Um, so far, I've decided either exercise science or business and marketing. Okay, exercise science is a big one for a lot of wrestlers. I think yeah, that, definitely. I thought that's pretty common. Um, what kind of career are you thinking to make out of that kind of uh, out of those? Uh, I mean, the career I want the most, and I know it's really hard to get into. I want to be a college coach, like a like a head college coach. I want that to be like the only thing, but I know it's hard to get into. So I'm not gonna only focus on that. If I can, I'd like to be maybe a physical therapist or something like that. Okay. How important is like academic prestige when it comes to school? Like. Uh, like IVs or something like that, or is that more of a bonus? Um, academics is definitely important. I mean, school comes first because at the end of the day, wrestling is only like a part of your life and then your career is the rest. So if you only have wrestling, you don't have the academics, you're kind of stuck and you can't really do anything. So there have been a few uh, Ivy League schools that reached out to me and my, my grades are good for it. I have a 4.0 GPA. I'm definitely interested in that. I'd like to be able to get a scholarship. You know, Ivy League schools don't give scholarships. But I'm definitely interested in them, and I think school is very important. Okay. Uh, what is it that makes you want to wrestle in college? You know, I've always wanted to wrestle in college. Just, you know, watching, like, the NCAAs every year with my dad because he was a big wrestling guy, just seeing, like, all the kids who won the tournament, like, seeing their dreams come true and how happy they are, kind of, like, bought into that. So I've always just wanted to be a national champion. Who's your favorite college wrestler? Um. Uh, I don't know, really. You can't probably say Redding either. Yeah, no. Uh, probably Tom <laughs> Brands. Okay. All right. Um, when you're when you're thinking about what schools you want to go to, what is like a deal breaker for you that's like, you know what, maybe I don't want to go to the school. Maybe it's something that happens. Maybe it's somebody on the team or, you know, something a coach might say. Like, what kind of things are you looking for that might be like, hey, that might not be where I want to go? I think really if it's like a party school, or like the teammates aren't really committed to the team and they're not really connected or the coach is kind of distant and not as involved. So I want the team to be like a family, like all the teammates to be pushing each other and the coaches to be really involved. So it's not like that. I wouldn't want to go. Okay. Um, last one I got for you. What is something that you want any college, any college wrestling coach to know about Max Gallagher? Um, that I'm willing to put in all the work that they require for me to be a national champion. I'll do whatever it takes. And I'm, had full dedication to wrestling at school. What would you, uh, you know, obviously Fargo's coming up next, but assuming we're going to be in a, um, you know, a regular normal schedule, right? In the fall time, there's the journeyman fall classic and, and a few other tournaments. Uh, you know, what 
you have anything planned for the fall before the season actually starts? Yeah, um, so far, just Super 32 and probably the Journeyman Classic. Right. I got invited to go to Ireland for the uh, uh, USA team, but I it was it's the week before Super 32. I felt like it would just be a conflict with that, and I want to be able to put my full focus in the Super 32. So I decided not to go. So I, I actually, I kind of want to bring this up. Um, you said you were Irish. Um, obviously, we see guys training, and they're, they're training for other countries, right? Uh, Stephen Mijic is wrestling for Serbia. Um, a few other guys out of Michigan RTC, this, the uh, Cliff Keen RTC, they're, they're training and competing for other countries. Um, you know, obviously, is, is some competing for Ireland in the near, like not the near future, but, you know, down the road when you're in, you're in college and the post-collegiate, would that be something that interested you? Uh, yeah, I've always liked to, I, I love traveling, so it'd be great to, to like leave the country. I mean, I'd prefer to just represent USA, right. but I think they're the best, but I'd definitely be interested in that. And I'm Jewish, so I'm pretty sure I, like, I qualify to wrestle for Israel too. So that's always an option too, but I'd prefer to stay here, but I love traveling. So, yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, Yusuf Amita, he's been competing, you know, for our trials and all that stuff the, the last several uh several years but i think just this year he started um training for or competing for uh egypt so he's, he's trying to you know you know be, make a world team for egypt which is cool because obviously we're kind of loaded at that weight class and uh, it gives him an opportunity to compete at that level so you know it'd be something cool to see um a few of our new york guys obviously i'd, I'd prefer you guys wrestle for united states as well but it's cool for uh for you guys to have that option yeah i agree yeah, the other cool thing about wrestling at for other countries is now you're wrestling at like Europeans and stuff, and you get to see those, you know, the Russians more often. And yeah, the foreign you know, style, yeah. Yeah, seeing mm -hmm. those guys more often is definitely beneficial once it gets to wrestling at the world level. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I've got for you though. Do uh, you have anything else, Zach? Uh, what what weight do you see yourself going your freshman year in college? Do you, do you think you're going to get a little bit bigger and go 33, 41, or do you see yourself kind of staying where you're at? Yeah, hope hopefully I'll grow. I mean, I I been lifting weights and focusing on strength. So I'm hoping to be able to be a solid 33 pounder. I mean, if I stay this weight around, it's fine. I'll go 25, but I'm hoping to get bigger and go 33 or 41. That's uh, that's about all I have. If, uh, if you have anything else to say, go ahead and say it. If not, that's all I got. I'm good. I, I think I summed up everything. Well, uh, that's all for episode 40. Thanks again for tuning in. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you.